0: You're listening to Force Friends Rewatch, a Star Wars TV show podcast. From Rebels to Resistance and The Mandalorian to Ewoks, we've got you covered. Here's your warning there will be spoilers, and there will be swearing, because our host just gets so gonk darn excited to talk about
1: these good, good shows.
0: Welcome to Force Friends Rewatch. I'm your host Andy, and I'm Ryan. On Force Friends Rewatch, we rewatch Star Wars TV shows with the Fort. We use the Force to rewatch the shows about the Star Wars. We're currently covering that's, that's season not one. How the Force of works.
1: <laughs> I had to. I hate when people overuse that line, but you set me up so well. You put it on a T. I had to hit it. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sorry. I would be disappointed if you were.
0: We are currently covering season one of Star Wars Rebels. We are on episode six, which I don't I don't remember the title of it, but it's the one where they go to school. Yes. Breaking Ranks. Breaking Ranks. We watched Breaking Ranks this week. We did. And we're going to we're going to talk all about it. But before we do that, Ryan's got a bit for us.
1: I do. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, you yeah. prepare the bit, I do the oh. recap. We got oh, a thing yeah. going. I absolutely do. I absolutely do. I didn't forget about that at all. Um I would have to say if you hmm.
0: I mean, the hmm. obvious one is what did we think about episode 9? I think that's the obvious one. Oh yeah, but
1: that's one. that's a that's a lengthy that's That can a be lengthy, long.
0: I know we only talk about Star Wars television shows, but I think people want to hear it.
1: Um, Timeline doesn't matter. You have been authorized to create the mythical Abrams cut of Rise of Skywalker, which totally exists. Ask anybody on Reddit. And you have to add an hour to the film. But that entire hour has to involve a Star Wars character who has never appeared in the films before. Who do you add?
0: Huh. I mean, Sinji Velis
1: Okay, not where I thought you were going to go, but where I should have thought you were going to go, because yes.
0: Uh, he, he fits very well as a New Republic figure, which we really haven't seen any, because um, he was like Mon Mothma's aide-de-camp. And uh, as an ex Imperial, I think he would have some really great interactions with uh, Finn. As, uh, you know, Finn is an ex Stormtrooper, and they really don't do anything with it in this movie. That's true.
1: That's very true. For those who and, may not be up on it, Sinjir is a roguish hero from the Star Wars Aftermath trilogy, which may be the best Star Wars book series ever. Fight me in the present tense.
0: And uh, lastly, after the aggressive heterosexual uh, straightwashing uh, of yeah. Poe, <clears throat> for no reason, that was uh, adding adding in a a strong uh, queer male protagonist, I think is something that Star Wars desperately needs in uh, everything. So yeah, I would add Sinjir. I agree with that. All right. What about yourself? Who would you add? I guess I would have to add
1: Hondo. Because number one, I thought we would see him in that fleet. But number two... He might still be there. They
0: said the fireball's in there, and I didn't see it. They said there's other ships from the animated series.
1: That's true. Well, he does, yeah. I mean, Galaxy's Edge establishes what his ship looks like in this era, and it would be so easy to just throw that model in there. But, um... No, I, I, I think I would just, like, I enjoyed The Rise of Skywalker for what it was. I enjoyed the ride. I have a lot of issues with it. And I would love to see Hondo breaking the fourth wall, trying to make sense of the plot. Wait a second. The Sith dagger tells you what is on the Death Star, but the Sith died out centuries ago. How can this be? And I would just love, I would love that. Ochi of Bestoon, my best friend, who I have never heard of before, who is suddenly imported, and he's dead. Give me that.
0: Yeah, Hondo, Hondo's commentary <laughs> would have made that movie a lot better for me.
1: Yeah, an hour of it. Just, just, just constantly cut away to Hondo. Even if it's just Hondo sitting at home, somehow watching it on a cam droid with some popcorn, trying to make sense of things that were utterly baffling.
0: And, like, here's the deal. I did not... Love this movie. Uh, I don't know if I really even liked it, but about five days after I saw it, there was a new episode of The Mandalorian, which was amazing, and I loved it. And uh, about a week after uh, that, I bought Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, what are you thinking of that? I fucking love it. I love it very much. I did... I did not think I would, which was foolish of me. I went in with pretty low expectations, and it has blown me away. And uh, that's the thing about Star Wars is there's there's something for everyone. I have friends who love this movie. I have friends who they say it's uh, in their top three Star Wars movies.
1: Oh wow! I, it's I. It's I wish I had me, seen what they saw. I did not top three. But is I think it's,
0: but I think it's great <laughs> that it did that for them. I like. I think that's awesome. Uh, I have a friend whose favorite is Attack of the Clones. I mean, Attack of the Clones is my bottom slot. So, like, I love that about Star Wars, that there's a movie for everyone. Every Star Wars movie is special to someone. This one didn't do it for me. But there's uh, a ton of other good shit out there that Star Wars is making. So, I'm fine. I don't think Star Wars... I don't think Star Wars is dead or anything.
1: Yeah, well, I was gonna say, like, what seems to make a lot of people feel better in your situation is turn that attitude right around and go on Reddit and make people feel bad for feeling differently about the movie than you. It's a popular activity, and uh, you should give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, I should be I should be shouting at people who enjoyed it. <laughs> you should be uh, at no. theaters actively picketing.
0: I I got my my dirty smutty Kylox fanfics, and then I have my heartwarming. Uh, Storm Pilot 1s, I'll be okay.
1: Yeah, right on.
0: And I got Fallen Order to uh, yeah, man. to be a, a, a nice back-to-tank for me uh, on my hurt-hurt my uh, burns after watching Rise of Skywalker.
1: Fallen Order is a great Star Wars story.
0: It's very good. It's very, very good. I'm not even good at video games, uh, <laughs> but I'm loving it.
1: Yeah, luckily you don't have to be like it kind of it allows you to decide how difficult it's going to be so that you can process the story in your own way.
0: Well, I'm actually enjoying like getting my ass kicked. Uh, I'm playing it on Jedi Knight, which is like the standard difficulty. And I'm enjoying like getting beat up and learning uh, how to fight the baddies and, you know, going at the same boss fight over and over and over (laughs) again until I get it. Uh, is actually very satisfying to me, so.
1: Right on. Yeah, I'm I started on it. Jedi Master and I worked my way down to like whatever the bitch difficulty is. I worked my way down to that by the end of it. The last two boss battles, I won't tell you anything, but like when I got to the last two, maybe three, I was like, no, no, we're not doing this.
0: That's, uh, that's how I handle Dragon Age. Uh, Fair. Dragon Age is like my end all be all video game series, and I play that on fucking. Easy, because I am only there to romance uh, people.
1: Yeah, right on.
0: I'm not there to get my ass kicked by a dragon for an hour. I'm just there to have sex with Dorian. And that's
1: it. That is fair. Anywho,
0: uh, let's Anywho. talk about this this show that we're supposed to be talking about. Uh, so we watched Breaking Ranks, which is the sixth episode of Star Wars Rebels. Yes. Um... The episode starts with Ezra in like Imperial Boy Scouts or like boot camp or whatever. And yeah, we kinda of
1: don't know how he got there either. It just no, throws it, us it, in there.
0: It, it just picks up and he's already he's already gone undercover and joined. He's got a fake identity and everything. Yeah. And he is trying to steal an Imperial decoder which contains the location of a kyber crystal shipment that uh Kanan and Hera are trying to destroy and then Zeb and Sabine and Chopper are kind of like outside the uh, training academy to be like Ezra's support. While Ezra is in this academy, he befriends uh, two students, Kel and Zara Leonis. Leonis is there because his sister was uh, like the top student at the academy, and she got, I don't want to say abducted because it sounds like she was like kidnapped, but she got like transferred to an Inquisitor training academy. No one's seen or heard from her since. So he's there to find out what the hell happened. And uh Jai, interesting, seems to be like a believer. Like, he is there because he thinks the Empire is helping people. Yeah. Uh, Leonis and Ezra end up like revealing their secrets to each other. Leonis helps Ezra steal the information. Uh, we get some mm-hmm. Agent Callus, which is always great always Ezra realizes in like one of the training programs that uh, Leonis isn't going to like pass and he needs Leonis to like stick around. And so even though he is very like, he's gotten very close with Jai Kel, Ezra like sabotages him so that his new like partner in crime can complete the mission. And Ezra is now like getting on the inquisitor radar uh, for like being potentially force sensitive. And Jai is also on it. And yeah. when Ezra learns that, when he and Leona's plan to like bust out, they bring Jai along. They steal a walker, which is always fun. There's a great bit where Ezra is like on the outside of it, and the two dumb like commandants are like, "Look at Ezra! He's he's fighting <sighs> the rebels on his own. Be inspired, children!" Yeah, uh, which is just like very funny. Uh, they all escape, Leonis decides to stay behind to keep, like, looking for his sister and to be a mole for the rebels, and the the ghost crew promise to, like, help Jai and his mom disappear, uh, because they're on the run, because he is force-sensitive, potentially.
1: Did you mention Kanan and Hera? Uh,
0: oh, and... Kanan and, ha- and yeah, ha- yeah. Kanan, Kanan and Hera blow up the the Kyber crystal because Ezra got them the info, and it's a it's a very good bit. And also, I think probably the first canon hint that the Death Star is powered by Kyber crystals because the explosion of the Kyber is very reminiscent of the uh, Death Star laser.
1: I actually got curious while I was rewatching, and I figured we'd want to touch on that, so I researched that, and I guess. Um, The first time we see anything like this is in 2008's The Force Unleashed video game, where when you go through the Death Star, you will see big green lenses of, like, crystal, but there's no indication that it's kyber crystal. Shortly before this episode was released, they put um, four unfinished Clone Wars story reels uh, episodes up on StarWars.com, where... Have you ever watched the Clone Wars story reels? Oh, yeah, like the absolutely. Yeah, okay. So yeah, it was there's the, the Utapau War. arc
0: and the Bad Batch. Yeah and-,
1: yeah, and it's sadly, these four will not be finished in Season 7, but it was uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan investigating a Jedi who died while investigating a large kyber crystal that was being transferred on Utapau. And at the end, Yoda basically says, like, the Sith used these for super weapons, and the implication was that it was for the Death Star. So that was sort of the first, but this was the first time a finished product explicitly said Kyber Crystals are for the Death Star. And Rogue One was finished development at that point. So this is really, like, the first hint of Rogue One that we got in another story.
0: Yeah, I distinctly remember watching Rebels as it aired and, like, probably around Season 2 being like, oh, wow, they're going to tie this into Rogue One, I bet. I did not pick up the first time I watched this, the the hints in season one. So it's it's super cool going back and tackling early Rebels again and seeing uh, how they're already setting up little tiny building blocks.
1: I think at the time I knew that it was going somewhere, but I didn't think it was going somewhere outside of Rebels because at that point we didn't have confirmation that Rogue One was about the theft of the Death Star plans. That would come months later. So yeah. I thought Rebels was building Tehera and Kanan stealing the Death Star plans.
0: Yeah, I remember a couple of people thinking that they were the new Jan um, Ors and Cal Kestarn.
1: Oh, I was certain. I was more certain of that than I was that Diego Luna was going to play Big's dark lighter, <sighs> which I was not certain of yet. That's a whole other thing.
0: So what? Um, what all did you like about this episode?
1: This episode, I liked... So, it's funny, because the first time I liked it, I didn't like that it just kind of thrust us in the middle and let us catch up, but now that I watch it again, I really like that. I like when Rebels kind of does that. I loved just kind of getting a feel for who Ezra was and how the Ghost crew was already changing him, because this is the first time we really see him operating on his own. Uh, He's not truly on his own, because he's still in contact with them, but Ezra is making Ezra's decisions here.
0: Yeah, there's a... There's a good bit when he goes back to Kanan at the end of the episode, and Kanan's like, how'd you handle all it, like, by yourself? And, like, Ezra kind of Ezra laughs it off as a joke, but then he says something sincere of, like, no, like, I missed two guys. I was like, yeah. oh, that's really sweet.
1: Yeah, and it's it's an appropriate amount of development. It's not too much. There's still room for him to grow. You know, he's still kind of a ruffian, but he's he's learning to operate within this rebellion, which ties into the next episode, seeing Sabine adjusting to the constraints with the introduction of Fulcrum.
0: I liked um, Dante Bosco as uh, Jai Kel. Uh, Dante is probably most well-known for playing... uh,
1: He was in Airbender, right?
0: Yeah, Fire Lord Zuko. Um, I I first knew him from the evangelical movie Extreme Days... Which, uh, despite my escape from uh, right-wing conservative evangelicalism, (laughs) uh, I'll stand by the fact that Extreme Days is a good movie and (laughs) uh, holds a special place in my heart.
1: This might shock you, but I haven't seen that one.
0: No, I I don't imagine many people would have. Uh, It came out in like 2002 or some shit. (laughs) Uh, And then he's also Rufio in Hook.
1: Oh, really? That I didn't know.
0: Yeah, uh, but a phenomenal voice actor. He also does a lot of the um, Galaxy of Heroes bits for Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. He does about half of the introductions. There's someone else who does like the the other half. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, he'll do a lot of the like live stream stuff too. um, Oh, I didn't know that. For like the toys and stuff for Hasbro uh, when when they like do a live stream of like the new Star Wars products that come out. On Force Friday, he typically is, like, the host.
1: That's interesting.
0: Which I I feel is a terrible underutilization of Dante Bosco. Uh, I love that he's uh, Jai Kel, and I like that we see this character again later in Season 4, uh, kind of all grown up and, like, a rebel in his own right. But uh, I would love to see Dante show up in more... Uh, Star Wars stuff, rather than just like the narrator for.
1: I mean, John is still out there at the end of the series, right? He doesn't. He doesn't die.
0: No, he survives uh, season four, and he's in like a good six or seven episodes in season four, which is great.
1: Yeah, that was that was a nice surprise. I was worried he was going to go the way of those Wookies.
0: Yeah, it was cool how they, you know, randomly brought a bunch of characters back that they had helped before. Uh, single tier for the bookies, but we got Jai yeah. back.
1: Yeah, no, that that was cool. But yeah, I I appreciate the role that Jai plays here. He's it's an it's just an interesting contrast with Ezra.
0: Yeah, his his bit about like they kind of say to him, if you stick around, you're going to become an inquisitor, and he's like, that's a bad thing. Like I'll be an officer. Like oh yeah,
1: that was and it's like.
0: It's it's like, oh, no, sweetheart, you don't understand. Like, they're going to torture the shit out of you.
1: Yeah. It's, he's such a good-hearted, honest dude, and it's interesting to see somebody like that believing in the Empire, because we haven't, I don't know, this is the first time, I think, that we really look at someone who's falls who to the wall, like, believing in it. Like you said, he's a true believer.
0: Yeah. And, um, he just doesn't get the scope of it in the way that, uh, Leonis to some degree, but Ezra especially does that. Like, yes, no, there is no being content serving the empire. Like you will lose everything and you will be forced to do terrible things. Cause that's what the empire does.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a much more mundane. I mean, I, I, could talk people's ear off about this, but I think the core theme of Star Wars that comes up anytime the dark side does is that the dark side is the pursuit of of the ultimate elevation and preservation of the self. But the irony is that it's the destruction of the self. Selfishness will destroy the self. And I think this is like a much less big grandiose space wizard examination of that on a much smaller scale. And I love that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I do I do wonder what happened to Jai after season four. Because if he is force sensitive, did he like continue in the rebellion? Did he ever hook up with Luke? Is he one of those uh, child-sized lumps on the ground that we see in the force back of Kylo attacking the school? Like, what happened to this guy? <sighs> did he go with Ahsoka the White on the hunt for Ezra with Sabine?
1: Oh, like, who please. Knows? God, I hope so.
0: Um, what else did you like about this episode?
1: I, there is a soft spot in my heart for those two Laurel and Hardy Imperial officers, Commandant Oresco and Taskmaster Grint, their names are. First names Cumberlane and Miles, for those of you out there dying to know. Um, I love them. I, they are, they are so stupid. They are, they are great. This is kind of their last big thing before the big thing happens. To them. Do they die? Oh yeah, the the inquisitor chops their head off when Tarkin shows up and that's the moment shit starts getting real.
0: Oh shit. Okay, spoilers for Andy. Uh they die. Bummer.
1: <laughs> this is Andy's first time watching this. The title mm-hmm. rewatch is a misnomer. They just they just didn't want you to know that. They're
0: embarrassed. I first I forget things. Wait, no, Hashtag I'm a Star Wars fan. fan. <laughs> I'm a Star Wars fan. I know fucking everything. You're not a real fan unless you know about fucking Tag and Bink, uh, Imperial Officers here.
1: I had a really good conversation with Kevin Rubio, who created Tag and Bink, like, two weeks ago at the movie theater before Rise of Skywalker. It was really cool.
0: I love Tag and Bink. I do, too. Anyway, fuck that guy on Twitter who had, like, the list of requirements for real Star Wars fans. What a douchebag. (laughs)
1: <laughs> can, you imagine,
0: can you imagine thinking those thoughts with your own brain and then what writing them in that. a public forum? Well, I heard um, about it, but this, I didn't
1: see the list. What do I need to do?
0: I don't know. Of course, it's a guy. Of course, it's like a yeah. middle-aged man. Of Wrote course. a list of, like, seven requirements you have to meet in order to be considered a real fan. And oh, that God. just because you like the new movies doesn't mean you're a real fan. Oh, God. And, uh, of course, Twitter, like eviscerated him because what a, what a fucking obnoxious thing to say. But yeah, Yeah, what a, what, what a, what a, what a dingus.
1: What, like, what did he even say you need to do? Was Tag and Vink actually on there?
0: No, Tag and Vink wasn't actually on there, but, (laughs) um, it was, uh, you have to have seen all of the movies. Uh, you have to, uh, have invested time in the animated shows You have to have read, uh, I forget how many, but he said like a certain number of expanded universe books and legends materials. Come Um, it was, I wish I could pull up the tweet. I don't know if I care enough to bother finding it, but, um, it, it was just so douchey.
1: Yeah. You don't say what in the hell? What? like what? Just, some,
0: just some gatekeepy nonsense.
1: Yeah, I was about to say what motivates people to do that, but I know it's insecurity, so I'm not even going to speculate about it. But like, man, like you said, imagine thinking those thoughts and then writing them and just being I know, like, right? there's a chance this could go viral and this will be all people know of me. That's fine.
0: The, the problem is there are probably people who fucking agree with him. Oh, I, I, I did find it. Oh, it, this guy's a doctor. Jesus. Seeing the Star Wars movies does not make you a, a Star Wars fan. Actual Star Wars fans have done some of the following. Which, oh, like, man. dude isn't even willing to, like, stand and die on his own hill. You, you only have yeah. to do some of these.
1: Only some. Read, I love that.
0: Read the novelizations. Read books in the EU. Read new canon books. So I guess he's, like, the, the when he says EU, he means legends. Uh, Read some comics. Not all the comics, just some comics. Just some. Watch the animated shows, and possibly the grossest, participate in Star Wars discussion groups. What? Do you know who, like, fucking sucks to talk to?
1: Anybody in Star Wars discussion groups.
0: Yeah, Star Wars discussion groups, people. Unless it's a Stormpilot one, in which case. Yo, what up?
1: Yeah, it's... It's yeah, yeah.
0: Buck Wild.
1: Yeah. Anyway, fuck that. You know guy. crazy when Andy says Buck Wild. I love when Andy says Buck Wild. Something entertaining has happened when Andy says Buck Wild. It
0: is a catchphrase.
1: <laughs> it is a catchphrase. It's it's. I was talking this weekend with some friends about like if if we had action figures, what would they say? And Buck Wild would be the first thing on your action figure.
0: That's that's very very likely. Yeah. What were we talking about before we? I went on a rant about being a real Star Wars fan? Because uh, of that douchebag from programs. like two weeks ago. <sighs> yeah, we are talking about Star Wars TV shows because that's all we yeah, talk about.
1: That's all we talk about. It's the only thing allowed.
0: I like when they repaint Chopper. Yeah. There's always like flaws. Like, first of all, Chopper is a piece of junk. So like, he yeah, doesn't look like an Imperial
1: droid. Not at all. He's but like, he doesn't even have the same leg on both sides.
0: Yeah, and then uh, like the the black paint in this episode was kind of runny, and you could see some like orange peeking through in spots where it shouldn't. And I was like, I man, I I love that they don't even bother to do a good job on the paint job. They know Imperials aren't going to look twice at a droid. I love it. Space fight was good. Uh, Kanan landing the the Phantom into the Ghost right before the explosion hit him was. Dramatic and it was cool. It was good piloting on him and, and uh, Harris'
1: parts. I agree with that. I I love everything with them in this one.
0: Oh, um, and I dug the like danger room for the imperial training.
1: Yeah, it's it's very reminiscent of uh, what you call it—the bounty hunter fun times obstacle course from the Clone Wars. The box. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's almost like Palpatine's been pulling the strings all along. Maybe
0: something like that.
1: I started speculating that after the last movie, but I'm not a real Star Wars fan, so I didn't have any discussion groups to talk to about it.
0: Have you not read some of the comics? <clears throat> there there are some comics you can read. I've
1: read <laughs> some of the comics. Some of the does, does it have to be Star Wars comics? Because there was a Garfield strip the other day where that cat wanted some lasagna, and I thought, man, I'm a real Star Wars fan. I think so. I
0: think it does count.
1: Okay, good. Load off my mind.
0: Anything that worked for you in this episode?
1: Honestly, not really. I mean, it was it was pretty straightforward. I it's rare that I don't have any critiques, but I don't really have any critiques.
0: I think we're gonna hit in season one some of the like more filler episodes, and oh, yeah. uh, I say that with air quotes because everything in Rebels fucking comes back.
1: Yeah, for the most part, it really does.
0: Like, like you could maybe call this one a a filler episode because nothing overly dramatic happens. But fucking Kyber crystals are definitely coming back, and yeah, and Jai, yeah, my boy Dante Bosco is going to show up in season four, uh, yeah. with like a cool haircut. So yeah, there there really isn't filler in Rebels. So there's maybe some that don't affect the overarching plot as much uh and and they might be a bit of a slog to get through but like i'm not there yet and i'm enjoying rewatching season one
1: yeah i am too i mean i loved rebels from the get-go i was a champion of ezra bridger before anyone was i think like i loved this show i kind of could tell from the beginning that things were coming back like i said when we talked about fighter flight like I knew we were going to see that TIE Fighter again, or at least I hoped, because if we didn't, then I had been wrong.
0: Yeah, I love I love when that TIE Fighter comes back. Rebels is great. I got no complaints about this episode.
1: Yeah, it's a good thing we're doing a podcast about it. It would be bad if we did not think it was great. <laughs>
0: well, you'd be surprised if you ever, like watch star wars youtube how there's oh god there, there are channels dedicated to being a star wars fan that just shit on star wars and it's like man i feel like maybe you don't like star wars very much
1: yeah i'm so fascinated by that like i was having a conversation with someone who was talking about dressing up to go see the movie and it was, to be honest with you, it was like not a conversation that I wanted to be in. I was in line at Disneyland and I was in this conversation, whether I liked it or not. And I decided like just by something to say, I was like, oh, are you hyped? And the guy was like, to be honest, no, it's going to suck. But I don't know what else I would do that night. And I was, <laughs> Read a goddamn book. Yeah, like, come back here to Disneyland. The lines are going to be short. Like, come on, man. Yeah. What is your deal? Why would you pay all the money to go to fucking Star Wars Land if you don't (laughs) like Star Wars? And that's exactly it. It was in Star Wars Land. Like, I I don't know. And you, like, I have a friend who really didn't like The Last Jedi and just decided not to see this one and still loves Star Wars, but was like, this is not my thing. And like you said earlier... There's something here for everybody. You-
0: yeah, I remember I was in line at a convention, not MAGFest, um, big board game convention, I'm blanking on the name of it, but, PAX. uh, yeah, I was in line at PAX, uh, Unplugged East and, mm-hmm. uh, making small talk with the people around me. Um, uh, and I had my Star Wars Legion stuff cause I was there to play in a tournament and, yeah. um, you know, making casual conversation. The guy was like, oh, you're, you're a big Star Wars fan. I was like, yeah, like, I'm I'm really excited. Uh, in fact, I'm going to Celebration for the first time later this year. Like, I can't wait. Like, I've always wanted to go. And he was like, eh, it's a shame you paid money for that. Disney ruined Star Wars. And I was like, dude, we, we just had, like, a five-minute conversation about how we both liked Star Wars. And then yeah, you were like, fuck you, you're going to Celebration. Disney ruined Star Wars. And I was like, what? One, that's just rude to say to me because I just told you how yeah. excited I was, uh, like about this. And then two, why the fuck did you say you were a Star Wars fan too,
1: my dude? You clearly are not. I wonder how much of that is like jealousy, but I think some of it is just bitterness. Yeah, it was Buck Wild to me. I was like <laughs> Buck Wild. I, I, I yeah, they, I know. I literally
0: uh I, I think I said something to him like, Wow, that was really uncalled for, man. I just said how excited I was. And he was like, Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I was like, Yeah, you're kind of a dick. And like he apologized to me and we did not talk anymore. We just stood in line silently after that. But uh yeah, I don't get it. I mean like cool, if it's not for you, that's fine. You don't need to like Star Wars, but the, no, but the, like, the whoever hates it the most is is the biggest fan is is illogical to me.
1: Yep, and it's super toxic, and it's contagious.
0: Yeah. Anyway, fuck those people. We're here to have fun. Fuck those
1: people. Yes.
0: I don't know what else to say. Rebels is great. I don't either. Yeah. All right, let's end this episode then.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: We have a Kofi. It's a uh, Forest Friends rewatch. If you want to toss a coin to your podcasters, oh, uh, Valley of Plenty.
1: <laughs> That's a reference we to would, the Witcher would, program. We-
0: We we sure would love it if you tossed a a coin to your jizz whalers.
1: Oh, man. All right. And that's when I left the show. Legends
0: content making a comeback. Legends content. Uh, Oh, man. For those of you who don't know, that's what the music was called in Legends. It was called uh, jizz whaling.
1: Yes. They have (laughs) since changed it to jazz in the new stuff. They have been referring to it as jazz. Although, apparently... That's it, how jazz got its name. It was a slang term for ejaculation. So it's all big circle, really. And these, all music these, comes back to semen.
0: These Disney PC cucks taking out jizz wailing
1: and oh just boy. renaming
0: it jazz music. Legends is the only real Star Wars. Anyway, mm-hmm. give us give us money if you want to. If you Please. don't want to, that's that's fine. Force Runs Rewatch at, at Kofi. Uh, we are proud members of the Lunar Light Network of podcasts. Yes. There are a ton of amazing podcasts on the network, uh, like Cryptid Keeper, which is a great one. Over which just rebranded to Gaming New Horizons, and I'm very excited about that. They are a video game podcast uh, full of people who don't suck <laughs> because video game people tend to suck, but they're great. Um, Ending Pending is on the network and I'm on that podcast as well. If you want more of me, you can listen to Ending Pending. We talk about TV shows that have only lasted a single season. And uh I want to give a big shout out to Bristol Podworks for being our producers. I know, right? You should want more of me. But Bristol Podworks does all the hard work making this sound like an actual podcast. And if you have ever wanted to start your own podcast, you should check out Bristol Podworks. And I think that's everything. I think that's all the shit that we're supposed to say at the end of the episode. Uh, Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Pod. And uh, there's also a Discord if you want to jump on the Lunar Light Discord. Uh, I'm very active on uh, our Discord, uh, talking to fans, and occasionally... Uh getting into arguments with fans. So if you want to argue
1: with me, go to the Discord. Yes. I need to get more active on the Discord. I should. The di- yeah, the Discord's great. All right. I'll get on there. Yeah. I'll get over my irrational fear of Star Wars discussion groups and go on <laughs> Oh ours. shit. Yeah, I guess I'm I guess <laughs> yeah. I
0: am in a Star Wars discussion group. But it's my discussion group to
1: get there. But yeah, exactly. We yeah. Yeah. That's fair. We're it's, yeah.
0: It's, it's very gay.
1: It's good. That's good.
0: All right, yeah, that's their podcast. Ryan, how do we end?
1: Uh, We end with, I had something earlier, and then I ran up a mountain.
0: Uh, Have fun running up Mount Yoda? Another Legends reference?
1: Another Legends reference. I mean... Because Yoda
0: used to have a mountain.
1: One of the best endings of all time is dropping a moon on my hero. So maybe we drop a moon on ourselves.
0: Yeah, everyone, until (laughs) next time, drop a moon on yourself.
1: (laughs) Lunar Light
0: Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.